Hello, my friends. This is Pastor Christopher Alam. I greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus. I trust you and your household are doing well. We are still on this on the greater subject of God's grace and man's faith. And uh, yesterday we talked about the prayer of faith, as it is mentioned in the New Testament. James said, "The prayer of faith shall heal the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up." So we talked about what that prayer of faith is. Today, I'm going to go into another kind of prayer uh, because we are still talking about faith and faith uh, and prayer is an expression of faith and we are continuing on that theme and that is relentless faith, relentless faith. Now, this is important because in relentless faith, we talk about uh, uh, faith that keeps on storming the throne of God, that doesn't uh, that absolutely refuses to give up. And sometimes it means you keep on praying, keep on praying, keep on praying. Now, this might seem like a contradiction in terms to uh, the prayer of faith, where basically you pray once and then you have this assurance that it is done. And then from there, you don't pray again, but you just thank God and you just thank the Lord that it is done uh, because of God's word. And that's the prayer of faith. But here, we talk about praying multiple times, keep on seeking God. Now, you might think there's a contradiction, but there isn't. Because how do you know what to do when? When you pray the prayer of faith and when instead of praying, uh, or, or let me word it this way. Uh, how would you know when to pray just once and then stop and just keep on believing God? Or when do you just keep on storming the throne of God until you call, you uh, pray through. That's what they call it. You pray something through until you know that it is done. You know, it seems like a contradiction, but when do you know which one of these you should do? You know that by the Holy Spirit. If you walk with the Spirit and you know the ways of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will lead you and tell you in your heart what to do. Like sometimes I, when I pray for the sick, you know, the Lord tells me what to do. And then sometimes the Lord will tell me, do this or do this another time. And I'll tell that person to do this another time. And sometimes God tells me like, you know, I've had situations in Africa when the Holy Spirit tells me, tell those people uh, who cannot walk to get up and begin to walk and begin to dance. And I would just tell them and suddenly all these people jump up who couldn't walk and get up and begin to dance and praise God. Now, how did I know to do that? Well, it's the Holy Spirit. If you know the ways of the Holy Spirit, you get familiar with the ways of the Holy Spirit, you know what to do well. That's the only way I can explain it. So sometimes these things appear to be contradiction, uh, contradictory, but they're not really contradictory. They're two different things uh, which we should avail of, you know, at different times. Anyway, let's talk about relentless faith. Now, we're talking about relentless faith, or in other words, faith that does not know how to give up. That's what I mean by relentless faith. Now, let's look at the Lord's Prayer, okay? And this is from the Gospel of Luke. And uh, it says here, And it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place, when he seized, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. So, John had taught his disciples to pray. And so now 
the disciples of Jesus said, Lord, teach us how to pray, how to pray. And this is what Jesus said. This is how he taught them to pray. And he said unto them, he said, when you pray, this is what you say, our Father which art in heaven. So when you pray, this is how you begin. Now this, I think, I don't think that the Lord intended that, that here's a little prayer that we should repeat all the time, you know, that we should memorize this prayer and repeat it all the time. It may be, I'm sure there's a blessing in repeating these words all the time, but I believe also this prayer, these, this prayer is a blueprint or a pattern of how we should pray. So he says, when you pray, this is what you should say. Our Father, which art in heaven. The first thing what it says to me is we approach God as our Father. As I said to you right in the beginning, faith is relational. Whenever we come to God, we come to him, not just as God, but as our Father. Relational, faith is relational. So we approach God as our Father. We say, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. That means hallowed, to be hallowed means uh, holy, glorified is your name. So we always begin to pray Firstly, by coming to God like a child comes to his father and then we glorify him. We begin by glorifying him and extolling him and praising him. Then he says, then you say this, thy kingdom come, thy will be done as in heaven, so in earth. That means that we should lift up God's kingdom and God's purposes before anything else, before what we want. Because we, you know, even when it comes to the purposes of God, we still have our own ideas. We think this is how God's work should move forward. This is what God, you know, would do. And or sometimes this is what I would do if I was God, but we are not God. So he has his will, his purposes. So when we pray, we should seek his will, his purposes and say, Father, uh, you are uh, you who are in heaven, we honor your name, your name is glorified, your kingdom come, your kingdom come. And it also means, one of my Bible's teacher, Bible school teachers said years ago, he said it also means my kingdom go, my kingdom go, your kingdom come, your will be done, hallelujah. Father, not mine, but your will be done. What it is that you want, that is what shall be done. Okay, this is a prayer of consecration. As I said, there's not a prayer of faith. Your will be done. Then he says, as in earth, heaven, so it is in earth. Another one of the versions says, in earth as in heaven. That means that God, your will is always done, is, or your will is always perfectly fulfilled in heaven. Because in heaven, there's no devil, there's no demon, there's no opposition, there's no people exercising their own will. But he says, God, in heaven, your will is always done, 100%. We want the same thing here on earth, that your kingdom should come to this earth and that your will should be done on this earth. And that could mean for me, it means there is no sickness on earth. So Father, there should be no sickness. Uh, there's no sick. I'm sorry, there's no sickness in heaven. So Father, there should be no sickness on earth. There is no sin in heaven. There should, no, uh, there should be no sin on earth. There's no oppression in heaven. There's, there shouldn't be any oppression on earth. But what I'm saying is that, you see, I personally don't believe that earth will ever be like heaven until 
when Jesus comes back and, you know, when the millennial rule of Christ comes until they include But that's what we should be aiming for. That's what we should be preaching. The, that's why we should be preaching the gospel to set as many as possible free from sin, from disease, from oppression. Hallelujah. So that's our goal. So we say, Father, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And then it says, give us this day our daily bread. So after we glorify God and we pray for his purposes, that after that, we bring forth our own needs. So our own needs come way down on the list, but God's will comes higher up on the list. And when we run out of things to say about God's will, then we say, Lord, give us this day our daily bread, our daily sustenance, our daily provision. Then he says, and forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone that is indebted to us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. So, Father, we forgive us our sins as we forgive others who sin against us. You see, if we want to receive mercy from God, we have to be merciful towards those who sin against us. So we forgive them. So we ask you to forgive us our sins. And Lord, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And he says, so this is the Lord's Prayer. And normally we end here. We, you know, delivers from, delivers from evil. And then another one of the gospel adds a few words. He says, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. But this prayer actually continues. And people don't continue it. But if you look at verse 4, it says, but forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone that is indebted to us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And the next verse says, and he said unto them, which of you shall have a friend and shall go unto him at midnight and say, say unto him, friend, lend me three loaves for a friend of mine and his journeys come, come to me and I have nothing to set before him. And he from within shall answer and say, trouble me not, the door is now shut and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give thee. I say unto you, though he will not rise and give him because he is his friend, yet because of his importunity, he will rise and give him as many as he needeth. And I say unto you, ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and it shall be opened to you. For every one that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. If a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, will he give him a stone? And if he ask him for a fish, will he give him a serpent? Or if he ask an egg, shall ask an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? So it says, if you then being evil know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? Now, let's stop here. Jesus, he teaches them to pray. He said, this is how you pray. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. You know, God's purposes and then give us our daily bread and all that. And then he continues and he says that now, for example, uh, if one of you has a friend and you are asleep in bed at night, your children are sleeping and this friend of yours comes and knocks on your door 
and he says, excuse me, my friend, and you know, you get up and you say, who is this knocking at your door, at my door? And he says, well, it's your friend. He says, so what do you want? He says, listen, I've got some guests and I have no food in the house. Could you give me some bread? And you will say to them that, listen, it's midnight. I'm sleeping. My, my family's sleeping. Come back in the morning and I'll give you everything you want. But your friends, he does not give up. He does not take no for an answer. He keeps on knocking, 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 knocking and refuses to give up until he says, you get up, open the, open the door and give him everything he wants. Now, then he says, you will not get up and give him the bread because, you know, you feel like giving it, but you will give him the bread just because of his stubbornness, his refusing to stop. So you will say, okay, fine. Okay, fine. Just stop knocking. I'll give you what you want. Just go and leave me in peace. So Jesus is talking about that kind of prayer. It's part of the Lord's prayer. And he says, uh, he's basically talking about the kind of prayer that doesn't give up, that keeps on asking, keeps on insisting. So he says, so I say unto you, ask and it shall be given you. It's interesting that this word ask in the Greek means continuous non-stop asking, continual non-stop asking. So what he's saying, so Jesus said, though you will not give him the bread because he's your friend, but you will give it to him because he's so stubborn and he refuses to give up. You finally give it to him to get rid of him. He says in the same way, <coughs> ask and ask and ask and ask and ask and ask and you shall receive. And then seek, the same word, continual seeking. Seek and seek and seek and seek and seek and you shall find. And knock and knock and knock and knock and knock on the door and it shall be open to you. For everyone who asks and asks and asks and asks and asks shall receives. And he who seeks, seeks, seeks and seeks and seeks shall find. And to him who knocks and knocks and knocks and knocks and knocks nonstop. To him the door shall be opened. So he says, if a son shall ask his father, if, if you are a father, he says, father, give me uh, some bread. Would you give him a, 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 would you give him a stone? And if he asks you for a fish, would you give him a snake? He said, no. He says, if you being evil can give good gifts to your children, how much more won't your father give good gifts to those that ask him. So he's talking about the Lord's Prayer, but the Lord's Prayer includes this concept of a relentless asking, asking, asking. Not just one time, but that's the time you have to pray things through. You pray and you ask and ask and ask and you keep on asking and you're stubborn in your faith and you refuse to take no for an answer. You refuse to wait until the morning. You want it now and you ask and ask and ask. And, and the Lord says, if you keep on asking like that nonstop, you shall receive. If you keep on seeking, 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 you shall find. And if you keep on knocking, 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 the door shall be open to you. So this is actually an extension. It's part of the Lord's Prayer, that nonstop prayer, nonstop asking, refusing to, refusing to give up. Amen. So anyway, so this is the first example of this relentless faith that refused to give up. The second one 
is uh, it's about the unjust judge. And Jesus spoke this parable. He says, and he spoke a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint. So Jesus is saying, he, he gave them, a, it says, he gave them, a, he told them a parable. A parable is actually a story, an example, uh, but it's a fictitious story. It never happened. But Jesus used to tell these stories to, uh, to illustrate faith. So he spoke a parable to them so that men should always pray and not get weary. So they being con praying continuously without being weary, without being tired. And he said, there was a judge, in, there was in a city a judge and uh, who feared not God, neither regarded man. And there was a widow in that city and she came unto him saying, avenge me of my adversary. Then he would not for a while, but afterwards he said to himself, though I fear not God, not regard man yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her lest by her continuing, continual coming she wear me weary me and the Lord said hear what the unjust judge said and shall not God avenge his own elect which cried day and night unto him though he bear long with them I tell you that he shall avenge them speedily nevertheless when the son of man cometh shall he find faith on the earth so so he's talking about this unjust judge and this guy was high and mighty he didn't care for anyone he didn't fear anyone he was the ultimate authority and uh, and so and then there was a widow, a widow. She had no husband. She had nobody. And she was this old widow. And so here is this great strong guy with a lot of power and authority. And here was this woman who was a nobody. And she came to him with her case, with her petition and said, somebody has cheated me. You've got to help me. And this judge was so arrogant and he just refused. He said, get lost. I'm not interested in helping you. And then, and but this widow, you know, she wouldn't take no for an answer. She kept on coming back, kept on coming back, kept on coming back. When he'd wake up in the morning, look out the window, she was standing there. When he'd come to the courtroom, she was standing there. Everywhere he went, that widow was there until she began to appear in his dreams and he would close his eyes and he would see her. I mean, she never, she refused to give up. And so then finally he said, he said, you know what? I don't fear God and I don't fear anybody. He says, but this widow is driving me crazy. I mean, she is tiring me out. So I will give her what she wants just to get rid of her. And so the Lord said, hear what the unjust judge says, that I will give her what she wants, not because I want to, but because she is persistent. So he says, shall not God then hear his children who's, who cry to him day and night. That's what he's saying. He, which he says, don't you think God will hear his children who cry to him day and night? He says he will. But then the question he asked, he says, when I return to this earth, shall I find faith upon this earth? So when Jesus says, when I come back, shall I find this kind of faith on this earth? Now, many people say, Jesus comes back. He wants a bride that is holy. And that is great. Yes, he does. He wants a bride that is holy, but he also wants a bride that is full of faith like this widow that he says, shall he find faith on earth? It means this kind of faith. When Jesus returns to the earth and he returns to take his church away, shall he see a church 
that is full of this relentless faith that does not know how to give up but stands before the throne of God day and night and refuses to give up. He says, shall he find when the son of man returns, shall he find this kind of relentless faith on this earth? Hallelujah. The third example of this relentless faith that refuses to give up is the Phoenician woman. Phoenicia is the old name for Lebanon. So you can say the Lebanese woman. It says, then Jesus went thence and departed unto the coasts of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David, my daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she cries after us. But he answered and said, I am not sent but to the Lord's sheep, lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then she came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered them, saying, It is not right for me to take the children's bread and cast it to the dogs. And she said, Truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered, said to them, said to her, O woman, great is thy faith, be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. Now, in this story, is a Lebanese woman. Now, she's a Canaanite woman, <coughs> which means that she was not a part of God's covenant. You know, she was not, she was not a Jew. And, you know, the ministry of Jesus was to God's covenant people. And she was not one of God's covenant people. But her daughter was demon-possessed. Demon so she cried unto Jesus. And she said, this is what she said, verse 22. Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. Now, she knew he was. She called him Lord and she called him the son of David. That's what a Jew would do. And says, my daughter is grievously tormented by the devil. You know what Jesus did? The Bible says he didn't even answer her. He ignored her and he just went on. Then, but she kept on crying after him because it says, then his disciples begged him and saying, Lord, please send her away. She's chasing after us and crying after us. So this woman, Jesus just ignored her and moved on. Now, why did he do that? Sometimes God does that to test your, to test, check you. Do you really want it? Are you really willing to press in and press forward to receive the miracle? So that's why I tell people you should never give up and stop and say, well, it was not the will of God. We prayed. God didn't hear. No, maybe God is just waiting to see whether you really, really, really want it or not. Are you willing to press forth into the presence of God and not give up instead of sitting down and writing a position paper? Well, sometimes it's not God's will to heal the sick. Don't do that. Don't give up because God is waiting for you to move because God always moves when man moves and here's a, a textbook example of that because she chased after Jesus and Jesus just ignored her then but she obviously kept on shouting and crying finally the disciples got tired of her crying they said Lord please can you please tell her to go away because she's after us and she's crying after us and then Jesus he responds to her. He says, I am sent, not sent, but to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. That means he says, listen, lady, I'm only here to help the Israelites. And you're not an Israel. You don't Israelite. So you don't qualify. I can't help you. That's what he's basically saying. So first thing, he ignored her. Second time, for the sake of the disciples, he answered her and said, uh, listen, I'm only here for the Israelites. And you're not an Israel, Israelite. So you don't qualify. 
You know what she did? She refused to give up. And she said, Lord, help me. She refused. Now the third time. This is what he said to her. He answered and said, it is not right to take the children's bread and cast it to dogs. Now that was like an insult because the Jews used to call the Gentiles dogs because dogs were unclean animals and the Jews considered these heathen to be unclean. So what Jesus was saying, listen, I can't take bread from the children and give it to the dogs. Now, by this time, she should have been offended and say, huh, I came to him the first time he ignores me. Second time he says, you're not an Israelite. And the third time he calls me a dog. Because in the Middle East, you call someone a dog, you'll have a fight. But she refused to give up. You know what she said? She said, Lord, yes, you're right. Yet the dogs eat the crumbs that fall the ma from the master's table. Here's the amazing thing. She, when, he, when she heard that he had called her a dog, she decided to stand on her rights as a dog. She says, okay, Lord, if you say I'm a dog, I'm a dog. Because when the children are eating and children are very messy when they eat and there's pieces of bread all over and the pieces of bread that fall from the table to the ground, that those breadcrumbs on the ground, you don't pick them up and give them back to the children. Those breadcrumbs belong to the dogs. So if I am a dog and you cannot take the children's bread and give it to dogs, I want the crumbs from the floor. Hallelujah. Why was Jesus doing this? He was doing this because he wanted to see how bad she wanted the miracle. Was she of the kind that would never take no for an answer, but press forward and press forward and refuse to give up until she got what she wanted. And when Jesus heard her say that, I mean, just think, first time he ignored her. Second time he says, I'm only sent to the, to the Lordship of the house of Israel. Third time he calls her and says, you're a heathen, you're a dog. I can't give the children's bread. She refused to get offended. She refused to go away. And this is what she said. She said, okay, fine. If I'm a dog, let me have the crumbs that fall on the ground. What faith she had. She, I don't need the whole slice of bread or the loaf of bread. All I want is a crumb from the master's table. That is enough to heal my daughter. And Jesus said to her, and he said, Oh woman, great is your faith. Be it unto you, even as you will. Can you imagine? Even as he didn't say as I will, even as you will. In other words, you can say that she wrote her own ticket with God. Jesus said, you can have what you will. Great is your faith. So there is, I mean, I believe in the prayer of faith that there's times you pray one prayer and then you believe God and you say, thank you, Father. It is done in the name of Jesus and all that. But there are those times when you stand in faith and you take hold of the promises of God and you refuse to give up. And even if the answer is not forthcoming, you just refuse to take no for an answer because you know the character of God. You know what Jesus is like. You know how Jesus never said no to anybody. You know the power and the presence and the ability of your God and the heart of compassion of your God. 
and you know the promises of God and you know what Jesus has done for you upon the cross and because of that you refuse to take anything else for an answer other than a total miracle so you stand there and press forward until you receive what you have desired that is called relentless faith the kind of faith that does not know how to give up let us pray together father in the name of jesus pray for my brothers and sisters thank you for your hand upon their lives i ask you to bless them and lord i ask you to touch them if they've been sick in their home heal them by your power in jesus name meet every need they have father financial needs economic uh, spiritual needs needs in their hearts their souls the need of healing and restoration meet every need they have and father we give you all the glory all the honor and the praise because you alone are worthy we thank you father in jesus name thank you father well god bless you i'll be seeing you again tomorrow and we will continue